licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Ibrahim Dalla, licensed massage practitioner and certified health coach. And this is the Holistic Healers Community Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Holistic Healers Community Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you guys here as always. Always. How are you doing today, Ibrahim? I am doing great. It is a beautiful Monday morning, a little cloudy. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Absolutely. (laughs) I was bummed we didn't get to go on our morning hike today. I had to be the one to take my son to daycare this morning, so that was a little disappointing, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll we'll make up for it later. I still went to the gym. Mm. I still got my exercise, and I actually spent a little bit more time stretching this morning and did a small little video on Instagram on the importance of stretching Mm -hmm. because I have to practice what I preach because I'm always telling my clients, please stretch more. Those athletes, they come and get on my table, and I'm just like, your range of motion is really minimal. So I try to practice what I preach and actually do it myself. <laughs> it can be a hard thing to do, for <laughs> sure. Is. How was your weekend? It was good. It was a good one. Busy, definitely with Christmas being a week away, it has been busy, but yes. it's it's been a good one. And I'm so excited. We got to meet up for a little bit over the weekend to mm-hmm. make our announcements. Yes. For those of you who weren't able to catch the Instagram live over the weekend, we finally nailed down some dates for our upcoming events. Yes, plural events. Events. In January. That means two. Yeah. We, we've been talking for a while about adding on events in addition to our networking meetup. Yes, we have. And so I'm so excited that we finally have plans for it. So save the date. January 11th, 11th will be our usual networking meetup. Mm-hmm. So all are welcome to attend. But we do ask, please RSVP, because this one's going to be a little bit extra special. We are having it catered. Correct. I have a friend of mine, Chef Bam's Family Kitchen, catering our event. And it's going to be extremely fun and very delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be a high tea time. Uh, I believe he's actually doing something a little bit more extravagant. I'm not really sure, but I believe... It's going to be, well, I think we should just wait and see because (laughs) I'm really excited. And we do get the menu delivered to us later on this week. Awesome. The time will be the same. It's going to be a Thursday night, 6 to 8 p.m. as always. As always. Yes, but the location will be different. So keep your eyes peeled. We will post the official address once we have that sorted out. It'll still be in the same general area, though. Claremont or Upland, one of the two. Definitely local. Yes. And the second event I'm so excited about. So with Mm. the start of the new year, we figured it's an appropriate time for this. We are doing a manifestation meetup. So we're going to do some guided meditation and some journaling in regards to what we want for our year, our life, our relationships, our businesses, all of it. We'll guide you through that practice. You just have to show up with a journal. I'm really, really excited for this event. Mm-hmm. And it's really mindful to be present in this particular event. Manifestation is something 
I have felt developed throughout my whole life. I've set my mind to something and eventually I get to a place where I look back and I'm like, wait a minute, I actually planned all this. When you get there finally, it's hard to realize until you look back that I achieved the goals I set out to achieve. Mm -hmm. You just were so busy with the next step, with the next goal that we tend to forget to look back to see where we were to compare to where we are. Yeah. So I'm really excited for this to really bring up new things, new ideas, new drives. I just want to manifest more. Right. And to be around others that are on that same vibrational level, I think that's going to be incredible. A room full of people that mm-hmm. are dreaming and scheming in the same way that you are. Ooh, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yes. So that is January 17th. 17th. That's yes. a Wednesday. Again, keep your eyes peeled. We are going to post the official location a little bit later, but at at minimum, you have the dates for now. Correct. And we will see you there. Yes. So with the updates out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. Yes, let's do it. So today we are talking about all things woo-woo. I am so excited for this one. (laughs) First of all, let let me get this question out of the way. Do you, are you into woo-woo practices, Ibrahim? I think I am into woo-woo practices. I believe one of the first things that really got me was sound healing. <laughs> I started practicing sound healing about, oh, wow, it's about six years now I was mm-hmm. introduced to it. And it really changed my life. It's been a journey of reflection, and I'm realizing now that sound healing would bring up things that I just was not ready for. Things I thought... I really dealt with and now that I realize it well not just now but even then after a sound session sound healing session things would come up and I'm looking at myself and not understanding how is this even possible Mm -hmm. I thought I dealt with this that's one of the first things I noticed about receiving sound healing Mm -hmm. it was so profound and has such a huge impact in my life that I introduced my children to it Mm -hmm. and after that my daughter Sade actually is now a sound healer. Right. And it's just amazing. I mean, I even have my own set of sound bowls, mm-hmm. my crystal quartz sound bowls, mm-hmm. and I am fascinated by them. I actually had them out this morning. I was using them last night to mm-hmm. kind of do some self-healing. Woo-woo is, is definitely a part of my life and, and my craft as well. Hot stones from Chichen Itza. I don't use a lot of stones. I'm using obsidian and river stones to apply for hot stones. I do some energy work with the obsidian stones because they're just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And they feel really, really good when they're heated and they just glide on your body. And How, how were you introduced to the life of woo-woo? I think I started getting interested in this realm very young. So it started about the age of 10 or so with astrology. And I think I just really wanted to get to know myself a little bit deeper. And definitely through and through, I am 100% a Libra. And I just thought it was amazing how all of that really resonated so deeply. And it just sounded, it, it, it truly was attuned to who I am. And so I thought that was awesome. It was very fascinating to dive into that. And then later down the line, I got into gemstones. And so that I actually spent a lot more time and energy on. 
and I really, really dove deep into gemstones because that energy work truly resonated with me. And just figuring out all the different types of gemstones and what type of energy they carry and truly feeling that that energy, it was amazing. So I have far too many gemstones, <laughs> way too many. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm very, very interested in, in woo-woo practices and more and more lately I have been getting into um, a, a few other areas as well. And so that's why I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. We have yet another holistic healer of ours, Gina Rabin. An OG. Yes. An OG as well. Absolutely. Hi, Gina. Hi. So, Gina, can you introduce yourself? What is your title? What services do you offer? What do you do? Okay. So first of all, Ibrahim and... Crystal, thank you so much for having me here. This is so exciting. I love talking about what I do. I love talking about all things woo-woo, but also about how we take woo-woo into the everyday world so that everyone can benefit. Mm -hmm. So I came into what I do a little bit later in life. I was in my mid-30s. I always had the interest in it. I do have to say that one of my brothers, Robert, who left this earth six years ago this month, was my greatest mentor and greatest inspiration. He spent years in India with a meditation master. He was brilliant at everything he did, and he really sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until 1987 that I actually consciously started my journey. Mm -hmm. My oldest brother was dating a woman who did tarot readings, Mm -hmm. and she said, you should go get a deck of tarot cards. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what they were about. I don't even know if she'd given me a reading at this point. But I did. I went and got a deck of tarot cards, and that absolutely changed my life. Mm -hmm. What tarot can do for us just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. The clarity it can give, the Mm -hmm. focus, the energy, the stories, Mm -hmm. taking what is unconscious and bringing it conscious, it absolutely changed my life. And Mm -hmm. I started doing readings right away. It was about 18 years ago that I became a Reiki practitioner and Reiki master. Mm -hmm. And again, I had no idea what Reiki was. It seems like everything I've done, I've fallen into. So Mm -hmm. for me, it just tells me I was divinely guided into that path. Someone came to me. I was managing a crystal store actually up in the Bay Area, and one of the owners said, Gina, we should should take a Reiki class. Mm. And I said, what a great idea. What is Reiki? (laughs) So they explained to me what Reiki was, and I thought, oh, this would be great to enhance my tarot practice. Mm. I was teaching. I was doing readings. I was in the process of writing a tarot workbook. So I thought, oh, Reiki will just enhance it. So I, I took all three classes, and at the last class, the master class, my Reiki master looked at me and she said, Gina, when you're ready to start teaching, let me know because I'll help you put together a class. Mm. This Barbara, I'm managing the store. I'm writing a book. I'm teaching. I don't have time for that. And she mm-hmm. just kind of gave me a, a little smile and said, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, a week later, I'm on the phone to her saying, Barbara, help me. I have everyone coming to me wanting me to teach a Reiki class. Wow. <laughs> Reiki has become a passion of mine as well because the energy that comes through to heal us, to, as Ibrahim was saying, to show us, you with the sound healing, Mm -hmm. what we thought we knew Mm -hmm. and didn't, where Mm -hmm. we thought we'd healed and hadn't, Mm -hmm. where we have blocks that we didn't know existed, that through healing can take us to the next level of our lives. It amazes me. Mm -hmm. It never ceases to amaze me, even after 
37 years of being a tarot reader, 18 years of being a Reiki master, teaching classes, just how incredible this woo-woo world can be. <laughs> but, but again, I try and bring it into the mundane so that everyone can benefit from what we have. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. What in the woo-woo world is your favorite aspect of it? Rather, where do you find more clarity in the woo-woo world? Meaning what I do? Yes, with what you do. I would have to say that the tarot cards bring an aspect of clarity and focus Mm -hmm. that I find difficult to get other places. Mm. When you see the story laid out in the picture of the cards so that words actually take motion, they take action, they take life. (laughs) Seeing the light come on in people's eyes Mm -hmm. when they say, oh, I knew that. I just couldn't give a, a, a name to it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't voice it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get to it. It's it's having that that thing right at the tip of your tongue or right at the edge of your memory that you can't quite get to, mm-hmm. that tarot opens up. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's absolutely profound. Right. Then Reiki takes all of that awareness and brings a level of healing to it mm. that we might not be able to get to otherwise. Okay. So I think the two go hand in hand. Yeah, that's amazing. That was about to be my next question, is yeah. you had mentioned you wanted to do the Reiki class to supplement the tarot mm. readings. And so I was going to ask, how do they intertwine? But that, yeah, that's awesome. That, that's a great explanation to it. It adds the level of healing to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it takes everything we do and elevates it. Mm -hmm. When I teach Reiki, I tell my students, you're not learning how to just do Reiki. You're not learning how to just be a practitioner. You're learning how to live a Reiki life. Mm -hmm. And there are five principles to Reiki that we teach in Reiki classes. And it teaches us how to live from more consciousness, Mm -hmm. more awareness. And so whether my students go on to actually become practitioners or they just take that Reiki energy and let it, again, elevate, it seems to be the word, mm-hmm. elevate every aspect of their life, mm-hmm. it's life-changing, it's life-altering. Right. How do the stones play a factor in this? Do they all work together? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we know that crystals, we know that stones are, they're living. Yeah. They, they grow in the earth, they, they have life, they have energy, and mm-hmm. each stone, each crystal has an energy of its own. Mm-hmm. So when I work with the crystals, I use crystals a lot in Reiki mm-hmm. and use them on the chakra system. Right. And each chakra resonates with a different energy and a different part of the body and a different emotion and a different healing. And each of the crystals does too. So mm-hmm. when, you, when you're working on someone laying before you and you put crystals on each of the chakras, it just energizes that. Mm-hmm. When I work with my clients in tarot readings, something may come up as far as a block that they're dealing with or an energy or something old that needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. And we'll look at, well, what crystal can you hold on to that will help with that? Mm-hmm. We know that rose quartz is great for heart. Mm-hmm. It's for not just healing the heart, mm-hmm. not just opening up to love, but opening up to forgiveness. Right. Mm-hmm. We know that there are other stones, the dark stones, hematite, obsidian, mm-hmm. are very grounding. Mm-hmm. So someone who has issues feeling grounded, feeling safe, feeling secure, mm-hmm. I'll recommend, well, you need to hold an obsidian mm-hmm. or hematite or even jet or one of the grounding crystals. Mm-hmm. So crystals absolutely 
can enhance all of the healing energies, all of the healing work. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting when you said grounding because when I was in Chichen Itza, they had the stones there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very in tune and I grabbed it and I held on to it and it just radiated in my hand yes. and it felt mm-hmm. like I yeah. was connected more to the earth than yes. I had been in a while. Yes. It was a life-changing experience. I bought like 20 stones that day. <laughs> I like to wheel and deal, and I worked out a really good deal with yeah. the people there, and I just really wanted to support them as well. But it's been life-changing, and I'll never forget the time I have a, a younger brother who was going through a lot of stuff and dealing with a lot of emotions, and he was going through a rough patch in a relationship, and he came to my house, and he just needed something and I couldn't work on him. He was too tense. He was too worked up. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really get him to be still in the massage room. So I pulled out my obsidian stones Mm -hmm. and I laid them on him. He laid on my couch. It was the first time in that whole moment that he'd been with me, probably in a couple weeks, as he was going through something for a while, that his body decided to slow down. He literally fell asleep, knocked out for about maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I seen him so calm. Yeah. And I placed a stone on his head. I placed one on his chest and one on his abdomen mm-hmm. and just wanted him to hold a couple in his hands while he was there. And he was out. The anxiety that he was feeling was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. That was my first real experience outside of myself mm-hmm. having that experience, mm-hmm. actually seeing it work. And it blew my mind. It yeah. literally blew my mind. And to this day, when my brother comes and gets services from me, he still asks me about the stones. Yep. And I have incredible. them still. So it just yeah. it was life-changing for me and for him. And it just brought so much more awareness to me in regards to the power of these stones. Can you imagine if we use stones on children mm-hmm. rather than giving them drugs yeah. because mm-hmm. we say, oh, they're hyperactive, they have too much energy, right. give them a drug? If we gave them a natural stone to hold, to naturally calm their energies without drugging them, without affecting their immune system and their brains and their bodies, but using a stone to help create that sense of calm and groundedness Mm. so they could still be kids. Right. I actually, so I used to work with foster kids, and so they were very resistant to therapy so part of what I would have to do is figure out ways to take them out and about and do therapy in a much different way Mm -hmm. so that they would actually engage and one of my favorite sessions to do with them was I would take some of these clients to a metaphysical shop or a crystal shop and so I would let them kind of wander around one of these shops and I would say pick a handful of items And you just kind of intuitively walk around and see what calls to you. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say anything about what they were picking until after. They would come to me. They would open their hands. We would look at the gemstones that they had. And I would name, okay, this is this. And that that works for Mm -hmm. this particular issue. And this is this type of stone. And that works for that. And 95% of the time spot on to exactly Mm -hmm. what they were needing help with they were always so amazed i had one of them cry before when she was just like how it's true it's true when i managed the crystal shop i would have people come in all the time saying i want this particular stone Mm -hmm. and i said what do you want it for well i want it for this issue and i said well 
that might be good for you, but before you buy that stone, I want you just to walk around the store and I want you to put your hand over the crystals. Mm -hmm. And when you find one that you're drawn to, mm -hmm. pull that, mm -hmm. bring it to me, and let's read about it. Mm -hmm. Almost every time they would find a stone that was not the one they mm -hmm. came in to get, they grab it, we'd read about it, and they'd say, oh my God, this is perfect. Yes. The stones will pull you they will. To, mm -hmm. to the right one. Absolutely. I think it's so incredible. I, know, I love I it. It's magic. And you can never have too many crystals. No. Oh, no. Crystal. Absolutely not. I, no, you I have far too have many. Too, no, you can never have too many. They no. are in every single room yeah. in my house and in my office, everywhere. You can't have too many. I'm no. sorry. Mm -mm. It's never it. enough. What has been the biggest challenge in regards to educating people in what you do? I think that the woo-woo concept, mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. People have a preconception and a misperception about what it is that we all do mm -hmm. as holistic healers. And they see it as being something strange and something not just different, but maybe dangerous. Mm -hmm. I've had people come to me over the years saying, well, but don't the tarot cards open you up to the dark forces? Mm -hmm. Everything can open you up to the dark forces if that's what you choose to do. Mm -hmm. Everything can open you up to the light as well. It's all your intent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think the biggest challenge has been to make people aware of the benefits of what we do as holistic healers, whether it's tarot, Reiki, massage, sound healing, whatever it is, and that it benefits everyone. There's nothing scary about it mm -hmm. there's nothing frightening about it mm -hmm. but we see how a lot of what we do is is portrayed on tv mm -hmm. and in the movies mm -hmm. you know with with tarot you see the the old crone you know behind a doorway with with yeah. a beaded doorway and she's got a crystal ball and she she yes, puts down exactly. a card and says oh my god no i can't read you anymore yeah. oh please don't do that <laughs> um, and so we have to combat that kind yeah. of of misperception and mm. I think that's the hardest thing and that that kind of saddens me because what we all do as holistic healers can benefit so many people I don't know anyone who can't benefit from what we do mm -hmm. and yet it's that fear of what we do that prevents them from benefiting from it mm -hmm. yeah, it's almost like the masses don't want the real natural healing to occur they don't so they're gonna do whatever they can to mislead people to believe that oh yeah. this is devil work or, right. you know, if you open this, if, if you allow this to happen, then this can happen to you. I mean, right. I don't think people realize that if your mindset is to heal and to vibrate at a higher frequency, mm -hmm. then that's where you'll be. Exactly. Your mindset is everything. Exactly. And if you're going into something fearing the devil or something negative, I mean, that's just what's going to happen. That's what you're going to create. Yeah, you're going to create it because your fear is bringing it right. to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And we are an immediate gratification society. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do the work. Mm -hmm. If the doctor says, take this pill, it'll make you feel better, we'll take the pill. Mm -hmm. Right. Rather than, let's go to the causal factor. Let's see what's causing this illness. Let's see what's causing your lack of forward movement. Let's look at all of this and then let's look at ways that you can work towards healing mm -hmm. people don't want to put in the time they don't want to put in the energy yeah, yeah. and out of curiosity mm -hmm. would there be a 
well, it's probably person to person, but mm-hmm. would there be a recommended frequency for either tarot or Reiki? How often should people be engaging in this healing practice? It really depends on the person and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I have tarot clients that I've had for 30 odd years mm-hmm. and they come to me every year on their birthday. Mm-hmm. They want a birthday reading. Mm-hmm. I'll have some who come to me if they're going through a crisis, they'll have a reading mm-hmm. every couple of weeks, every month until we work through it. The same with Reiki. If someone's going through a healing process, they may need a session every week or so. Mm-hmm. Or someone will come in. I have a client, a longtime client in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. She'll call me every six months. We'll do long-distance Reiki when she has an energy buildup. Mm-hmm. So it's really different. I think one of the things that I am very careful of, it's sort of the agreement I made when I came into this work, was... I will never allow a client to become dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have had clients who'll call me and say, I can't get through this issue and I'll do a session. But if I have someone who comes to me with the same issue again and again, I'll tell them, until you do the work that I've already told you you need to do, mm-hmm. don't call me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just going to tell you the same thing. So for me, it's an ethical issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. It's the exact same sort of ethics that we follow as a, yeah. as a mental health therapist. Mm-hmm. That's the point. You may be coming to see me weekly or every other week or some clients once they're nearing graduation. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. monthly check-ins. But the whole point is you come in, you do the work, you do the yes. healing so that you can ultimately fly on your own. Exactly. I don't ever want to have lifelong clients, even though I develop a genuine bond with them. Right. And I deeply care for all of my clients. It does not mean that I want to be a crutch for them. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as they're they're moving forward, I'll give them sessions mm-hmm. as often as they need it. Mm-hmm. But if I see that they're stopping and becoming dependent on me for, for answers, mm-hmm. then I'll put a stop to it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, fascinating. And so you had mentioned one of the things you really like doing is pulling these practices into the everyday. Can you speak more about that? That's a challenging one Mm -hmm. because people have their preconceived ideas. But for example, tarot, Mm -hmm. people think, oh, you're opening up to the dark forces. And what I try and tell them is if you're reading a book and there's pictures in the book, those pictures enhance the story. Mm -hmm. If you go to a self-help book, you're going to get answers. If you go to a therapist, that therapist is going to help you get clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. If you stand in a museum and you look at beautiful paintings on the museum wall, you're feeling something. Mm -hmm. They're bringing you a story. Hopefully they're touching you. The tarot cards are no different. They're beautiful pictures on cards Mm -hmm. that tell a story. Mm -hmm. And when we lay them out in a sequence it moves that story forward. And that story is the story of what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. We're just giving you clarity about something mm-hmm. that you can't quite get to yourself. Mm-hmm. So whether it's pictures on, on tarot cards, it's a therapist, it's a book, mm-hmm. it's pictures in a museum, it's all about telling a story mm-hmm. of what's going on in your life that you're having trouble getting to yourself. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's very, it's no different than a, a friend who comes to me and just wants to sit and chat. Mm-hmm. So we chat and I give my advice or I go to someone and they give me their advice. 
there's no difference than if I do that, but lay the cards out and say, this is what I'm talking about. See the picture on this card? Mm -hmm. And it just, I think it enhances and it expands what we're trying to say. Mm -hmm. So it's not scary at all. It's not opening up to the dark forces. Every, like we said, everything can open up to the dark forces, no matter what it is. Right. You can have good and bad in every profession, whether it's woo-woo or not. Mm -hmm. Lawyers and doctors and mm -hmm. therapists and fitness instructors. I mean, everyone mm -hmm. can do bad or they can do good. Mm -hmm. As Ibrahim said, it's, it's your mindset. Okay. You go in with the mindset of this is beautiful, healing, elevating, that's what you're gonna get mm -hmm. if you go in feeling this is dark, whether it is or not. Mm -hmm. That's what you're gonna create for your own self. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was beautifully said. Absolutely, yes. And so, are all of your services virtual, or do you have in-person space? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I can do it either in person. A lot of times, I'll go to someone's house if they're local. Mm -hmm. I find that. People are more comfortable in their own homes, right. mm -hmm. and they have their own energy, so that's nice. But I have clients around the world, mm -hmm. so being able to use Zoom mm -hmm. is excellent. And I do have a client in the UK. Mm -hmm. She has difficulty with Zoom, so we do a lot by email. Oh, wow. She'll email me what her issues are. I'll do a reading. And since I know her well, mm -hmm. we're connected energetically already, mm -hmm. and I'll do a reading, and I'll email her what the outcome is. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever would have imagined that being an option. I always felt like it would have to be instantaneous, like just at that moment, together talking. But it makes sense, especially if you know the person, mm -hmm. that you can still yeah. communicate and heal Absolutely. from abroad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what makes it from so over yonder. Mm -hmm. Energy, there's no limitation. There's no time or space limitation when it comes to doing holistic mm -hmm. healing, whether okay. it's tarot or Reiki or crystals or anything. Mm -hmm. And with Reiki, I, I always thought the concept of distance Reiki was fascinating. Is it harder to learn how to do distance Reiki as opposed to having the human being right in front of you? No, and, and it's funny, Reiki is not really about learning Reiki. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding what Reiki is, the history, how it's used, and then being opened up to that Reiki energy. Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to be a conduit mm -hmm. there is there's three levels of reiki in the second level of reiki we learn how to do long distance healing mm -hmm. and there's a specific symbol that we use that opens up i guess that time and space portal mm -hmm. so it's really no different so when i'm working on someone who's not in front of me mm -hmm. they're just laying down wherever they are mm -hmm. and i see them on my computer screen mm -hmm. and i do the same thing as I would do if they were right in front of me. Ooh. Now the beautiful thing about long distance healing, especially with clients who, say for those clients who live in Australia, the time distance is really challenging. Right. With long distance healing, you can actually send the healing, let it kind of sit out in space mm -hmm. to arrive at a specific time and space. When I used to do Reiki healings for, for my brother, the one who passed away, he used to live in Australia. And I'd say, okay, Robert, I'm doing a Reiki session for you. It's going to arrive to you at nine o'clock your time on such and such a day. Please make sure you're laying down, not driving in your car, <laughs> but laying down and comfortable yeah. and it will arrive to you then. Wow. That's so it's absolutely amazing right. what we can do. Yeah, that's, that sounds incredible. It is, it, it is. Really does. That's the funnest part for me about 
teaching Reiki mm-hmm. is seeing people's eyes light up, students' mm-hmm. eyes light up, and saying, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, Gina. Yeah. There's three levels of Reiki. Yes. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? I know there are people that are listening that are really interested in Reiki and want to know a little bit more, maybe even learning it to teach or learning it to practice. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the three levels? So the first level of Reiki is called it's Reiki Practitioner 1. You learn the basics of Reiki, the history of Reiki, how you use Reiki, uh, what causes and, and how you heal disease, the chakra system, mm-hmm. and then you are attuned which means you're opened up to the Reiki energy. Mm-hmm. And you can only be attuned by a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. And the Reiki master just means that you've mastered all three levels. Master is simply teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with Reiki 1, you're attuned to just the basic Reiki energy. Mm-hmm. But you are a Reiki practitioner. Mm-hmm. You can do healing. Mm-hmm. You can heal yourself. You can heal others. You can Reiki your food. You can Reiki animals. You can Reiki your plants. You can do all of that. Wow. Reiki level two takes it up a notch. With Reiki level two, you learn certain hand symbols that increase the power of Reiki. Mm -hmm. It's like walking into a room and turning on the light, Mm -hmm. and that's Reiki one. You walk into that same room and turn on a light, and the light is a thousand times brighter. Mm -hmm. That's Reiki two. Mm -hmm. So that's where you learn the long distance symbol, which opens you up to doing the long distance healing Mm -hmm. you learn the the power symbols Mm -hmm. which just amplifies the reiki energy Mm. with reiki level three that's the master level Mm -hmm. that's where you take everything you've learned you learn the master symbol you learn how to give attunements yourself Mm -hmm. you just take all of that and it amplifies it ten thousand times Mm. so it's just the three different levels but it's important to note that even those practitioners who choose to remain at level one they are Reiki practitioners. Mm-hmm. They are conduits for this Reiki healing. They are powerful. Mm-hmm. And so it's not to minimize what they do. It's the first step, but it's hugely powerful. Mm-hmm. Very huh? cool. Yeah, very cool. How did you learn about crystals and the power of the gemstones and what they do for people? By working at the crystal shop. Mm-hmm. I was actually oh. living in, in the Bay Area at the time, mm-hmm. and there was a crystal shop up there, and I went in one day and said, I do tarot readings. Would you like a tarot reader? The person that they had had just left, mm. so the timing was perfect, mm. divine timing again. Yes. And I started doing readings there, started learning about the crystals, began to manage the store, and just being in that crystal shop, being around those crystals all day long, just feeling their energy and learning about them, you can't help but realize the power and the energy that they mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. and just seeing how they change people's lives mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing awesome so any last minute tips or tricks or advice for anybody that maybe wants to dive into the realm of woo-woo healing practices or any information to give well i would say anyone who's interested just sit down and talk to me, talk to you guys, talk to a holistic healer. Mm-hmm. There's not a, a holistic healer of integrity who won't be willing to spend 15, 20, 30 minutes just having a consultation, a conversation mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. about what they do, about what they offer, mm-hmm. about what it means. If you have any interest, then come sit and talk to one of us and find mm-hmm. out more about it. Take the fear aspect away 
learn the benefits of it mm -hmm. and and then take it from there just follow your heart follow what you're guided to do mm -hmm. but definitely have a conversation with someone don't mm -hmm. let your fear of what you might have been told the woo-woo mm -hmm. healings mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. to stop you from learning more about it mm -hmm. yeah awesome advice yes i do have one more question yes. for the two of you what are your favorite gemstones <laughs> Smoky quartz for me, smoky hands quartz. down. Oh, I love mm -hmm. smoky quartz. Mm -hmm. I would have to say, I'm going to say one that I have in particular, which is a brown obsidian wand, mm. which is so powerful for cutting things away. Mm. I use that often in my practice with either Reiki or tarot to help cut cords, to help cut mm. bonds. Right. I love that one. Nice. But I also love rose quartz because oh, yes. it's just rose quartz. It, it's so healing mm -hmm. it's so forgiving mm -hmm. it's so opening up to loving oneself especially mm -hmm. before you can love someone else mm -hmm. so i have a special affinity for rose quartz yes. yeah yeah and is your favorite obsidian or do you have a different one? i like tiger's eye mm -hmm. i don't it's it's hard to say i love obsidian i'm gonna have to say obsidian because yeah. i just absolutely love obsidian mm -hmm. and it's uh, more the gold obsidian oh that's gorgeous. that's the oh mm -hmm. yes. those, those are the ones i got oh, from chicha nitsa just yes. amazing and i actually have brown ones as well do you darker ones yeah from Mexico, mm. from more of the northern part of it. Mm. But my gold ones are absolutely mm. amazing. I bet. They just... They shimmer. Oh, they, they shimmer. Yes. They're beautiful. They're just... They glisten. They collide. Yeah. They're heavy. They're yeah. grounding. I just want to put one on my body right now. <laughs> it's like having this solar system <laughs> right. right there in this grounding yes. energy. I love oh, it. Yes. I, I love need it. it. I need it now. <laughs> Well, Gina, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. I, I love this conversation. It was so much fun. It's, yeah. it's been an incredible discussion. Thank you so much for joining us. We will, really enjoyed having you. you here. Thank you for having me. It was great fun. And I look forward yeah, yeah. to the two events that you're That's holding right. in January. That's right. yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't, I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to be there and for everyone else to be there as well. It's what you guys be... are creating is amazing. Thank you're just you. bringing together such an incredible community. So thank you. That's yeah. Oh, it definitely fills our hearts. We love oh, yes. we love watching the community grow and being at these events. We walk away with big cheesy smiles every <laughs> time. Every time. <laughs> yes. We love it. So thank you for being a part of the community well, thank and, you. and continually inviting more people. We definitely appreciate that. Yes, Thanks. definitely. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Healers Community Podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>